Hello again, so we've passed the autumn equinox and tumble into autumn proper. Suddenly the surgeries are full of winter clothing clad souls, many sporting a virus or more. I suppose that's expected this time of the cycle. There's a lot of the new variant COVID about, of course. We have seen the, well, the light package of face-to-face mask usage restart at Nobles for certain interactions, and the meds too, and many GP surgeries, practice nurses, face-to-face interactions, and I've seen that familiar blue paperwork covering their gills. This week, GPs attended another educational afternoon, and it was a factually sort of packed affair with topics ranging from childhood cancers, thankfully per single GP, a rare thing to have to deal with, over a typical career, possibly seeing just one or two in the interval. Hence the importance of not missing the early symptoms or signs, which of course in many GP interactions disguise themselves as day-to-day complaints, at least at first. Most childhood cancers come in the form of blood disorders such as leukaemia, or solid tumours, often brain or soft tissue, what we call sarcomas. The last few I can recall all started low-key by leukaemia, which often starts in RA. Always, of course, there is a sense that something could have been done sooner. It's the nature of the illness that earmarks these diseases as a significant event in so many lives. That was thought-provoking enough. And then we commenced the session on perhaps a more intense topic as the partner of a suicide case minutely detailed what had occurred and the ramifications of the lifelong feeling of loss inevitably followed. Representatives from that remarkable organisation, the Samaritans, are also on hand, uh, as were mental health services team members. Suicide, by its very nature, often leaving a void that can't be filled so readily, uh, as a demise by any other cause, uh, for many left to pick up those particular pieces. I, as well as I'm sure many of my medical colleagues, having seen this firsthand. Nowadays, paramedics and police officers, usually the first responders, something many of those good souls carrying through the rest of their lives as a memory. The suicide rates in the UK overall seem to be not varying very much over recent years, even and over and after the COVID pandemic. The same patterns emerge. The highest rates in men, ages Brox 45 to 55, around about 50 mainly. The numbers being around 10 or so per 100,000 age standardised numbers. Gender-wise, 15 per 100,000 for men, 5 per 100,000 for women. For Northern England, it's always been slightly higher, at some 14 per 100,000, likewise Scotland and the Northern Isles. Ireland, similar to England and Wales. Out of men, similar to our neighbouring jurisdictions, basically. The reasons? Well, the usual ones as always, associated with most cases. Obviously mental health issues, health and financial concerns, relationship problems litter this causation area. As the government suggests, there is not a simple or easy fix to this. Of course there isn't. Worldwide it's an issue, some countries a huge issue. Teaching resilience, mental health awareness, signs and symptoms to be aware of, all fall into this category. Samaritans, for example, nowadays are not just a dial-in service. Online and email now feature in their responses. It's completely conventional, of course. If you call the crisis response team, via mental health services at Nobles, they will, of course, need more information. 
These are trained mental health professionals. Other areas of interest can include I'll Listen. Check out their website, I'll Listen. It's full of informative stuff. Then finally, we had an in-depth discussion led by Michelle Moroni, consultant gynecologist at Nobles, of course, for many years now, all about updates to HRT, hormone replacement therapy, and the menopause. More and more women are now coming forward to discuss this as never before, as newer, lower-dose varieties of HRT become available. No age-defining cessation of treatment, of course, is one area of interest. I do have several ladies well into their 80s simply refusing to consider even slightly, even once, giving up their HRT. Oh, no. The latest progesterones available to those who still need this and those who still have a uterus or womb uh, consider being bioequivalent products, identical to your own progesterone, a vegan product even, made from yams even. <laughs> it's not all good news though, of course, as some ladies cannot use HRT. They've had a, a previous breast cancer or, or other hormone-associated tumour. Their cases are a little more complicated. Overall though, it was a packed and long afternoon and a rather <sighs> a tiring one. So if we... We are wondering what your GP was up to last Tuesday. It was this, unless, of course, you know something else. Till next week. Cheerio.